Roots Report. My name is Patrick. I'm Major. And I'm Tom. Talk about today, Patrick. Well, today I'd like to go over a very special request from the Discord. Tom's Covered Call Strategy. We've gone over Covered Calls before and other option strategies, but this is a very special one and we'll be reviewing it today. Also, we'd like to talk about inflation, consumer spending, a Bitcoin bailout, and if all else fails, we'll even get into the age-old question, are there more doors or windows? (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) It was even a little bit hard to say that with a straight face. (laughs) It's important in these off weeks where we're not crying or bleeding out of your butthole to take a step and, and ponder the real questions of life. Yes, our stock's going up, our stock's going down, but really, are there more doors or are there more windows? Um, is that dumb? These are questions, you know, important questions that have been asked in the Discord. It's at the very end. If you're here for stocks, which everyone is, uh, <laughs> I got the whole rest of the podcast for you and it's coming up right now. If you are tuning in for doors or windows, how did you find us? And thank you for being here. Um, let's get into it, Tom. So we're, this... trying, to, we're trying to branch out <laughs> into other markets. <laughs> Doors or windows. Now, Patrick, when I said branching out into other markets, I meant bond, real estate, crypto. This is not the market I was talking about but... branching out into. Uh, but yeah, let's go into this. Yeah. This, first, door to window? this first topic comes to us uh, from the Discord. Now, we all know Tom loves his covered calls. And he I sure just, do. Uh, having quite a bit of success this week and, and we were going over in the discord sharing it with, with some of our members but there's nothing like really you know everyone's fine with reading but listening about it from the source is a lot better so we thought we'd kind of pick your brain on this a little bit more if you want to talk about yeah it, sure so um i originally started this past year doing something fairly similar to this strategy with uh ford um car company we all kind of know and love them um some of us love them a little bit more i guess but I've basically been trying over this period that we've been in. Uh, there's, there's been a, a, a very strong downtrend, obviously, that we've kind of been stuck in. So I've been trying to capitalize on that to sort of generate myself more shares. It, this isn't like money that I need to pull out right now. And I would rather have more shares at the end of a couple of years from now than not for whenever this recovery may end up happening. Might be next year, might, might be 2024. We don't really know. But it wouldn't be bad having more shares in the end. So because the NASDAQ is very, very volatile, um, I'm sure some of us are familiar with uh, some of the ETFs that we've talked about here in the past, um, specifically TQQQ. Uh, this is a triple leveraged uh, bullish NASDAQ ETF. Uh, so it basically mimics the movements of uh, the NASDAQ on a daily basis uh, at three times greater movement. So if the NASDAQ moves up 1%, uh, the TQQQ would be up 3%. Um, so what I'm trying to do with this is I've bought myself um, 100 shares of it at around $23. And what I am now doing is selling calls against my 100 shares um, above my strike price. Now, the shares have gone up a little bit, so I'm like already in the money on my shares purchased by about a dollar. And I'm selling um, some fairly close cut out of the money calls. Um, Basically, what I'm trying to do is uh, generate two to three shares a week. 
And over the past two weeks, I'm actually up nine shares. So it's uh, it's pretty nice. Very nice. Now, just to to be sure for the new listeners, these shares aren't generating income into your portfolio. You're creating cash by selling covered calls, and then you're turning around using that money to buy more TQQ Correct. shares. Yes. I'm sort of like manually doing okay. a dividend the hard way, but it's compounding as it's, much I as mean, I kind of want it to be based on the like length of expiry you choose yeah i mean i think that's brilliant i mean especially i mean if you do 10 shares in a week i know that's way more than your goal yeah. was but if you know if you do 10 shares in a week 10 weeks later you, you got a whole another 100 shares yeah exactly you just doubled we, your yeah, position two weeks yep. in a year and we're just starting this bear market so i like it you can be coming out on top you know with a lot more uh shares than you came into now it, it's it's tough because if the share price goes down a lot very quickly. I very quickly sort of start losing quite fast on the shares that I actually have purchased. So right now we're kind of in a, a weird spot where the shares are actually trading above where I bought my shares at and I'm kind of selling excess against it, saying like it's, it's not going to get to 25. So I'm selling $25 covered calls uh, to collect like $40 where I can buy two more shares. I gotcha. So a very cautious, low risk, low reward approach. Yeah. And like over time, the more you kind of compound this, um, the faster you start making it, right? Like eventually I will be able to sell two positions against it or three positions against it. Right. And just build up over time. And then eventually, you know, when next time we've peaked in the market, you can just sell them and start the whole cycle. Exactly. Yeah. But um, my risk is that we go down to like $17 a share then I have a huge loss and I will have probably been selling calls all that way down and sort of generating more shares. But if I'm using the money to buy more shares, I'm also losing faster each time I make a new purchase because I have more on the table now. Now, unrealized. Unrealized. Right? It's not unrealized. You're, 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 you're right. Yep. Yeah. So this is a long term strategy, uh, but it's technically a bullish to neutral strategy because I think things are going to be flat slash down a little bit on the short term. So that's why I'm selling the covered calls against them to try to generate a little bit of income through premium, which I'm using to buy shares. And then long term, I am very bullish on it that there will be a recovery in the NASDAQ, um, which will take up the the triple leverage NASDAQ with it. I like it. What do you think about that, Patrick? Do you think, uh, one, what what do you think about Tom's strategy? And and two, do you think it's the right one? Are are we in a bottom or have we seen the bottom? What do you think, Patrick? Well, I think uh, this strategy is particularly good in a flat market, but in a falling or rising market, a volatile market, it's not as good. You'd be better off uh, doing a different strategy because um, it maxes out his gains and also he still can suffer losses. However, it's not a bad play. Like eventually, I think what will happen if what Tim is talking about is true is that his call, his uh, shares will get called away. Because it'll go up past his strike price, and then he'll have uh, maxed out his gains. Whereas he could have maybe, preferably, have just bought and hold on a longer time scale. Yeah, and I'm basically risking a possible sell, which right now I'm kind of happy to take that risk. Because the strike prices that I'm selling are above my actual share purchase price. So worst case, I lock in like a $200 gain on my shares. And I don't get an extra right. share. and if it continues to fall you'll have to risk selling at a loss on any yes, sort of upswing. exactly so 
whenever it falls below my share purchase price, I then have to either stop selling covered calls or I only try to generate a couple dollars a week where it would be like four weeks per share right. that I get. Because like obviously the further strike price out you go, the, the less likelihood that that gets exercised, uh, but also less reward. Mm-hmm. All right, cheaper than the stock. Cheaper exactly, option. yeah. If you're trading something $10 out of the money, it'll be trading at like 4 or $5 right now versus something that's $0.50 cents out of the money. It's trading at like $40. So. Right. So with this uh, bearish angel strategy or bullish angel strategy, Tom, uh, do you think we've seen a bottom? Uh, I think we're still struggling. Um, I, I want to say we're, we're kind of treading water right now. And every once in a while, we feel like we get our head above water and then something pulls us right back down again. Um, Patrick kind of inflation. Interest yeah. Rates. Patrick kind of okay. nailed us or nailed it on the head there. Whenever he said it, it's like an extremely volatile time right now. Um, it is. I, I fully agree with that. And there is a lot of risk kind of using this covered call strategy um, just because it could be a massive upswing on a Friday and then I get placed, which currently right now is not the worst thing for me. Yeah. But. And uh, I think also a good uh, kind of like what you were talking about. I remember it was in the discord or somewhere, but you were talking about how there's a large percentage of people holding cash kind of waiting to time the bottom. And if that happens, that means we will see volatility whenever the bottom is in, however that gets determined, and it'll be a quick upward move. Which, I mean, in that case, as long as you're not locking in losses, it won't be like a big deal. But it's hard to see what the <clears throat> uh, your maximum could have been right now. So it's not all bad. Um, you do kind of hedge your downward uh, risk with uh premium but not by mm -hmm. too much so yeah and uh, ideally i would like to just be able to make some more shares for myself and if i can like in six months from now make an extra hundred shares i'll very likely sell my hundred shares that i started out with and then continue the process for free right and uh like you mentioned what you said you got nine shares yeah. in two weeks is that off that's of off 100 of 100 shares? shares okay so that would, that's basically like nine percent so yeah, that's not too exactly. bad anyway and it's beating the, beating the market. So even if your calls get called away, you I still, have, I still have the nine shares that I've gotten for free. Exactly. And then I lock in the, the gain of the shares that I right. had purchased myself. So, yeah. Right. So it's not a bad strategy. It's good for people who uh, maybe are a little bit more risk adverse. Um, potentially, it's better than um, <clears throat> in a flat. It's the best strategy for a flat market. It's the worst strategy for a highly volatile market. But uh, as we're kind of flattening out, it might be good. It, it could yeah. it can still work out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's it's something to keep in mind is that you can get called away or um, <clears throat> see that. But like also you could try if you wanted to switch, if you thought we were bottoming, you could try the uh, inverse, which is well, then again, that one that's bullish to neutral as well. That's also flat preferable, which is uh, selling uh, cash secured puts. Mm, true. Yeah, I, I I feel like whenever I think there's going to be a like a upswing, I'll just either really take very cautious covered call positions, or I'll just stop taking them and ride up with the shares that I do have at that point. Yep, I mean if you actively manage it, it could yeah. be mitigated any loss or potential missed gain. Um, there's a very common strategy called the wheel, where you sell a cash secured put. 
until it gets assigned. And then once it's assigned, you sell a covered call against that 100 shares that you now bought, essentially. So you're always collecting premium. I see. Interesting. Yeah, and that, that's uh, one of those ones that's best in huh. a flat market as well. Neat. Options are cool. Would you describe this market as flat, uh, considering how we are back to this what, March, April 2021 levels? No, that was massive up and down. That's probably the, the farthest the farthest away from flat we've been in ever. <laughs> uh, it's been one of the most yeah. volatile stock markets uh so far in the last 40 years uh with like the third highest number of five percent swings intraday wow yeah just absolutely crazy you know going from going from negative two to positive three percent well there is a benefit in that with uh tim's strategy which is that premiums are going to be higher because of that so that accounts for the nine percent gain in two weeks which is true yeah tom's got a good good strategy there at least for the moment stay tuned and we'll uh mm-hmm. we'll, we'll keep some coverage going on tom yeah we yeah. can always update you on it and if you want day-to-day updates join the discord i i update more often than not so everybody knows about inflation but what do you guys think about the recent consumer spending uh reports i think it was negative 0.1 percent or it was slightly less than what they uh, anticipated. Yeah, consumer spending down. Uh, we saw also in June, yeah, we also saw core retail uh, and just retail sales were, were also down uh, down below uh, forecasted in May. We got that number in the middle of June mm-hmm. here. But surprisingly, um, home sales spiked back up. We had new home sales beat the forecast, uh, which was very surprising and the first time since January uh, of this year. Huh, interesting. So we were, yeah, we were seeing decline in demand uh, in the housing market, and then this good little surge, uh, despite all this interest rate increases. So again, the economic data shows that we're not as weak as everyone's everyone says we are. Uh, our analyst Thor and um, our Discord, he's our, our global analyst, uh, thinks that we're one foot out the door of a recession already. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. And. Uh... Uh... Well, I would say the housing sales isn't even that surprising. If you think about it like a, uh, if you were watching some ticker tape, it's pretty often that it'll drop. Then somebody's going to go, oh, I got to buy the dip right now. You know, they're going to rush into the market and it's going to go back up before it drops again. Ah, So a bunch of people hear that the housing demand's fallen and they're like, all right, well, we've been, this is is what we've been waiting for. Now's the time. Hmm. Yep. And then they rush in too quickly before the real drop. That's good to hear. Well, I don't know. Classic. Hopefully there is no real drop. Or not. Yeah. Well, not for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. You just bought a house like... I'm moving in in a couple ago. days. I'm really fucking excited, guys. Congratulations. <laughs> but I'm also scared. Well, hey, if you stay there long <laughs> enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think I recently saw an estimation. It was like 750k is the same or less than 500,000 if you have 3% as opposed to 5% interest yeah. rate. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but that only matters if you're holding it for the 30-year term rather than yeah, flipping Yeah, I'm something. locked in on a uh, five-year for mine. But, well, you mean a uh, five-year for your interest rate, Correct. not a five-year Correct. mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> five-year mortgage would be very aggressive. Yes. That would be difficult oh, to make sure. those payments. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. But we may be moving that way with uh, inflation. I mean, so 
are you surprised that consumer spending is down? Should be people be spending more to like? I mean, if you have goods, then your money isn't devaluing, but also inflation's going up so much that maybe you need to save because you can only afford the necessities. I feel like people are trying to pinch pennies right now, and the fact that overall spending is down, like people aren't going to buy the the extra items. Like you're you're going, you're getting like. I don't know, for lack of a better example, you're getting like your cereal, your produce, your meats, your breads, and you're going home. You're not like staying around and shopping in the cookie aisle and like then going and getting a new toaster because the one you have isn't working properly. Like, I don't know, all the excess spending, I think, has gone because people are worried like gas prices are very high, which I actually say that and I kind of want to punch myself because um, gas prices went down like 15 cents here per liter yesterday, which is really nice so i'm gonna go fill up gas tonight once we're done here just to save myself like 30 bucks for sure <laughs> well i mean it could go further down it could you're right but i'll i'll fill up below two dollars a liter because goddamn i'm now like i don't know i i've been i've been conditioned to 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 love sub two dollars instead of sub dollar <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, no, I looked at the price yesterday. I was like, oh, it's only four seventy five. dollars you know, <laughs> Slap uh, yourself. Bad, bad Patrick. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. No, no, that's mm-hmm. still high. So, I mean, with this, like, <clears throat> one thing that I thought was interesting is that Bitcoin and gold still going down um, while uh, the dollar is also, you know, being inflated to death. So what do you guys think? Do you, should we have a Bitcoin bailout or... Do I don't know if bailout is really the right word there. Like that would I don't know how that would will work. Do you think that would be possible? How do you or bail out gold? Like, like I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you bail out gold, but like you bail out Bitcoin like you bail out the banks in 08, right? They're just like financial systems, like institutions that made poor choices. So then all the financial Bitcoin institutions have to start buying Bitcoin again? Is that the solution? Uh, I mean, that seems like a, the Chinese solution to prop it up. I don't think that would be, I don't, I don't, that's not the crypto way, I don't think. Uh, and, and I doubt Congress would pass any kind of legislation to bail out uh, these major crypto exchanges that are, are going in, in, into margin default mm-hmm. or are leveraged to the tits, I believe um, Patrick likes to say. To the tits. <laughs> yes. Leverage to the tits. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of wish that our government did fewer bailouts. I mean, that's really the kind of point of a free market, which is that if you fuck up, you die. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that needs to happen so that new smaller businesses can then rise from their can we we talk the gap that they can we talk about this for a second actually this might be a way more interesting uh uh discussion here let's talk about this this. it's at least more interesting than doors (laughs) or windows no this is an interesting conversation i was blown away i was like haha tom like that's so funny of course there are more doors like i was just like casually brought out to tom and he was like yeah there are more windows (laughs) i was like get the fuck out of here there are way more doors like it just all hell exploded from there uh, but let me ask you this. There's a, but what about all the doors with windows? There's there? a semiconductor bill in Congress right now that the semiconductor chip companies, the CEOs, all everyone's going on. They're just throwing huge hissy fits, right? Like Intel is like, boo-hoo, like we might, we might not be able to open up our Ohio plant and give all these great jobs to Americans unless this chip bill gets passed, right? Meanwhile, they because they need this chip bill to get funding from Congress – Right to to help with innovation. However, 
they've been doing billions and billions of buy uh, and stock buyback over the last 10 years. So this is right. what pisses me off. And like, we're in a rock and a hard place. Like we, like America needs to stay competitive. We need Intel. Like we can't just have Intel though. We need, we need every chip manufacturer that we can have making as many chips, right? Like in the chip war, America can't afford to lose. Right. Yeah. So we need Intel, but this is some, some corporate bullshit. And this is like why people are pissed off at capitalism in the stock market and the CEOs is bullshit like this. Like, yes, Intel's shareholders got, got paid. This, the the CEO, the board, all of them got paid through these buybacks, right? But now they're asking for a government handout. Uh, and I just think it's bullshit. So I, I'm torn. Like, we need chips, but that's not capitalism. I hate the people who are like, I hate socialism, except for all the fucking bailouts, buybacks, or like fucking everything that the government does to help businesses, yep. you know? But if it's if it's a social welfare, then that that's... The demon. Uh, I've, al- that's a demon. I've always but said by bailout Walmart, then that's fine. I've always said the difference between capitalism and socialism is who you give the money to, right? If you if you care more about the people, it's socialism. You care more about the company, it's capitalism. Um, to give to be a little more specific, uh, since uh, in two thousand five, uh, Intel authorized a hundred and ten billion dollar buyback program. Wow, one hundred and ten billion with a B. That's huge. Of which, as of April twenty twenty two. So fast forward from 2005 to April 2022, 7.2 billion remains of that. So they've spent over a hundred billion dollars on buybacks, and now they're saying we don't have enough money to invest in our infrastructure to stay competitive uh, in a market. Hmm. Interesting. Like, where are you spending your yeah, money? Yeah, I mean, kind of? it, that's yeah. part of it. Is that like, yeah, they they should probably do the inverse, which is issue more stock. Yeah, they yeah. Get that if you guys want money. Can. You should do what companies do in a capitalistic market and offer shares. Do a little capital raising. Instead of buying it back, sell more shares. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's bullshit. The way that we do it is retarded and corrupt, so. Yeah. No, they'll definitely end up spending a lot of money on lobbyists, which will generate more money from the government. And then we'll pay more taxes, which will... Just fuck the little guy. Yeah. Now, while we are talking about semiconductors, I do want to take a, a brief second to highlight uh, you, Patrick. Um, and, and I know we did this like last month, but we're really seeing it now in, in the semiconductor and in, in the chips, and the NVIDIAs, your AMD, your Microns, right? You called this literally like a year ago. Uh, the chip manufacturers have overproduced like mofos. Oh, I remember. Like, like I remember, yeah, the surplus, yeah, the chip surplus is phenomenal. So shit might get really cheap, and especially if we have a recession in 2023, which is I'm leaning more and more towards uh, after every economic report. Um, things could get cheap here in 2023. We might be able to buy some some good tech on the on the low low. Mm-hmm. Cars will get cheaper finally, right? Uh, you know, everything laptops, now. everything. And uh, they'll everything that they overproduced, lumber, chips, etc., will then come back down. I mean, it's classic. They teach that in like intro to economics. Now I know we have like too much inflation, but like, do we have too many doors or too many windows? Definitely too many windows. You think we have too many windows? I agree. We have more doors than windows, but we have too many windows. Does that make sense? Mm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. 
<laughs> the, it does we have the perfect... It depends on your definition of how many <clears throat> windows are necessary. Let me ask you this. Patrick, just be honest with me. Like, cut, cut Tom's bullshit out. Like, legitimately, look me in the eye. Doors or windows, what do you think? Who has more? I mean, I gotta be honest. I think... You know, there's more windows. God, no. Get I mean, out I got a, here. I got a house. I got a house. You have a house? Yes, go on. It's got more windows than doors. Does it? Do you live in a glass house? Because I'm about to throw a bunch of rocks at this fucking argument. Uh, uh, all right. How m- no, I mean, like, you got, like, one wall that has, like, four windows on it. And then, like, two doors, like a front door and a back door. Yeah. Maybe a garage door. All right. Then what about what about a closet? A bedroom door? You only have you don't have any bedrooms in your house? You don't have a kitchen door or a laundry door? No. You don't have any bathroom doors? It's, it's, a, it's an open... I live in a warehouse. You live in a, what are you, live in a Sims apartment? <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah. But you probably have you like build your 15 house on the Sims. windows on each level of your house as but well. The, but with every room, whoa, you get like whoa, multiple stop. No, no, no. Windows. Forget this argument. 15, whoa, what mansion do you live in, Tom? 15 windows on a level. How big, what kind of house are you living in? I don't know, I have three in my bedroom. Three windows in your bedroom? That's too much light, bro. I mean, I have blackout curtains. They just get drawn. That's nice. Yeah. So, those windows are effectively useless? Whenever I want them to be useless, yeah. Doors but are also, never useless. Oh, we're not talking about whether or not Speaking doors of are useless windows, <laughs> you can talk about all of the Windows computers that there are as well out there. Whoa. Those, uh, do we count that? Those count as windows. Yeah, that. for sure. All right. Then Well, if you're going to count if you're going to count that, then you also have to count dumb. No, I was going to say the doors. You have to count the doors album. Like the doors. Like every every doors album. Okay. I'll, I'll let you count all the doors album if you let me count well, all of the windows only... in envelopes as well. I envelopes. Yeah, do you know those little like what? plastic envelopes? envelopes. Like th- there's like a little plastic window those, in the bottom left which those, shows you where your name are is. Those win- oh gosh, are those, those windows? Are windows? Well, wait, but then I don't is, think so. But then is the uh, envelope the envelope opening is that a door? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good question here. <laughs> Uh, look, if we're counting that, if we're counting envelope, the, the transparent part of the envelope, are we going to count eyes, Tom? Because they're the window to your yes. soul. I don't think you have a door on your human body. Uh, I would tell you the butthole is the door. <laughs> okay. the, door. the back door. Yeah, the I door. get it. I get it. It's the, the back door. Yes. The, door to the, the back door. So, yes, it looks like we're all tied up here. I, I don't, I mean, jeez. And actually, now that I think about it... You kind of obviously have to also think about all of the office buildings that there are. They're just solid made of windows. Yeah, but for every window, there's a thousand closets in in every office. There's server rooms. You have a thousand closets That's a lot in every of office. Yeah. man. How many shoes do you own? Well, I, Jesus. I work in, I, I well, work no in a big office. thinks there's more doors. Yeah. Well, I, I'm also a huge Lord of the Rings fan, and... Uh, Wait more. Yeah, and I've, uh, I'm Fro- I'm more. fucking Frodo Baggins over here. I've been. I'm telling you right now, more door. Uh, look, <laughs> more doors. It was right in front of our face this I'm entire time. You. See, Jake, J- J- when don't even right go there. there. Jesus. Already knew. T- Tolkien knew it, and he was trying when? to tell you guys a long time ago. <laughs> more doors. Uh huh. Hey, can I tell you guys something really funny? Uh, the actual debate is doors or wheels, not windows. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you got the you, word. Is there a debate is. about this? You got into into windows, and I was just like, went along with it. 
you're like, uh, sure, why not? Yeah. Well, are hot dog buns are they pants? pants? Shut up. We're doing no, no one, no, <laughs> one dumb argument. I mean, if you ask the untuck it guy, you can use anything for anything. Oh <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can use a shoe for a pillow, but wouldn't you have something that's right? No, for I'm not gonna finish that ad bid until they pay us. Cut, the, cut all this out. <laughs> untuck it. Ah, uh, speaking of untuck it, fuck it. You ready to go in a recap? Rip it recap? Rip it recap. Let's I'm do down. the rip it recap. Enough doors, enough windows. I gotta open the door to this rip it recap. Alright guys, well, I guess we'll, fit, we'll, we'll, we'll sell this next time. Or never, ever talk about it again. Most likely <laughs> the latter option. But let's go on to something a little more concrete. Something I can definitively point to and say I was right and you were wrong. Let's talk about oh rip it or dip it, Woo! and we'll start off here with a nice little rip it rip, rip it, it recap from last week. It. Diving right on in since we are in this nice little lull period uh, in between earning seasons. Um, also, congratulations everyone on surviving the worst start of the year for the stock market since 1970. Hmm. If you survived, yeah, a lot of people yeah. I feel like didn't survive this one. So shout outs no. to all of you. You you tried. Participation yeah. metal. This has sucked. This has been so RP. hard. And I know a lot of you guys are brand new at this, and you're like, this is impossible. Yes, I agree. I mean, ask Melvin Capital. Ask, look at all these hedge funds that, that failed uh, over the last year. Um, trading's hard. We, we appreciate you sticking with it. This would be a good time to do a, an in-memoriam to the, the OGs. Violet, shout out. She, she made it and left. Uh, undead is now dead. Shout out to everyone who left our Discord uh, and does not listen to the podcast. You thanks for thanks for starting. Yeah. Thanks for the thanks. maybe one day come back, baby. Come back. Actually, Violet's still a part of the baby Discord. Come back. Baby, come back. Yeah, Violet comes back sometimes. All right, S and P five hundred. I said dip. Tom, you said dip. Patrick, you said dip. I said dip and it dipped. Now, nice. It tried. It certainly tried, but uh, what? It did not succeed. Let's talk about crypto. Crypto, Tom, you said dip. I said dip. Patrick, you said dip. And, you know, I'll tell you at the beginning of the week, I was getting a little nervous there. But Newton's uh, law of gravity came in. What goes up must come down. And it dipped. What do you guys think? You guys think crypto's going to drop below 18K over the weekend? Uh, it could. It I don't could. think so, though. But you never know, right? It doesn't doesn't feel as bearish. We'll probably wait until some more inflation data. Uh, what about oil, though? I know, I know, Tom, you're gonna fill up your gas uh, can after this episode, um, and uh, it might be a good time. Yeah, we'll find mm -hmm. out. Now, Tom, you said oil was gonna dip this week. Well, Patrick and I both said rip, uh, and it ripped. It ripped up, uh, and then it came back a good bit. But still, overall positive. You were so wrong on the week. Mm. Now let's talk about gold. I could talk about gold forever, or at least five to three minutes. Uh, but that's not the segment for this. Tom, you <laughs> said gold was going to dip. Patrick, you thought gold was going to rip. I said dip, and it dipped. So we have a rare, perfect week for me. Got all four right. Boom! Suck Very it. Rare. Wah, wah, wah. Mm -hmm. Um. Patrick, I told you I'm coming for that throne, and you know I am. Uh, Patrick, you are in first place with 42. Oof. I'm in second place with 39. And Tom is in last place with 37. Ugh. 
Oh, how the mighty have fallen. That's okay. We'll uh, be back. But don't worry. Like the stock market, there's another chance next week. Let's talk about it again. Tom, S&P. Uh, S&P next week, I'm going to say rip. You're going to say rip? Yeah. I'm going to say rip as well. Uh, our technical analyst, Lunchbox, Joe, uh, recognize uh, a pattern that the market tends to drift upwards on lower volume and we've got a phenomenal holiday coming up uh july 4th happy independence day everyone listening and um on shorter weeks we tend to get less volume so i think we're going to rip it up as well now what about crypto well i think both of you guys are stupid oh. and it's gonna oh. dip. well that seems to, so there we are in a bear market that seems to be the obvious choice and i agree patrick i agree I am stupid. Uh, crypto. <laughs> do you think you think Bitcoin is going to make a comeback this week, or do you think we're going to see more bleeding? Rip it or dip it. Let's go with you, Tom. Hmm. I am going to say dip, just just in hopes. Just in hopes. I like how you held us on the edge of our seat yeah. there when you already had the answer written well, down. Like I need, I knew you knew what you were gonna say, <laughs> but I like how you're you're uh, you're holding the audience on the edge of your seat say. here. I'm like, oh, that's oh, what, what it's about, baby. What's going on? Is it going down? I love it. Dip. I love it. <laughs> Look, if the market's going up, why wouldn't Bitcoin go up? I'm not thinking dramatically, but I'm thinking everything's kind of paired. So I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, rip. I agree with you entirely, major, and that's why I'm getting my chips out. For a little dip. Oh. For a little dip <laughs> yeah. Okay, I like it. What about oil? Uh, specifically, uh, as a red-blood American, I like to look at that West Texas oil. What about WTI, you think, this week? Rip it or dip it? Uh, with oil, I'm going to say rip. Um, yeah, still rip. Got that one wrong last week, but I still think oil is going to go up. I got rip. Rip it. Rip it. Nice. I have... Rip the head off rip it. it. I have Real. dip and. Mostly because I have a bunch of calls in oil and energy and natural gas. So if I'm wrong with those, I can at least be right with this. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you hedge your bets uh, in, in the yeah, market. With pride. With pride. That's exactly it. Uh, look, I, I got along. I lost all my money. But this podcast makes me sound pretty damn smart. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, speaking of smart or maybe not so smart investments these days, what about gold? We think we're going up or down this week. Hmm. Gold, I'm going to say rip. I do still have a long-term bullish opinion, and I think it'll have support around the 1800 level that it's currently near. I hope so. What about you, Patrick? I'm going to say uh, dip-bitty-doo-da. Bitty-day. Yeah, I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> say gold goes down. I don't know. I'm feeling like a bearish week next week. Uh, S&P 500, crypto, gold, all down. Oil hmm. could go up. See, I th I think <clears throat> the commodities are all dipping, right? We're getting in this real murky territory here. I'm going to say dip on, on gold for this next week. We'll see. That's been an exciting game of Rip It or Dip It. Wow. We'll see how the week pans out. Wow. Oh, wow. -wee. Oh, my God. All right. Well... Well, that's Rip It or Dip It. Uh, tune in next week to see how right I am and how wrong they are. Uh, it's very exciting to, to watch me come from last place and, and overtake the king. Uh, or maybe that's just me. Maybe no one else gives a shit. Uh, He's cheating. Cheating. He's cheating. I don't know how you could say that. All these transactions were on the blockchain. Uh, you can verify it yourself uh -huh. if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we're uh, we're on the Dogecoin blockchain. It's Dogecoin. You shit. Whatever. You shib. You shib. See what I did there? If you can dodge a coin, you can dodge a ball. Can you dodge a bad investment though? That's the real you question. You can't. Yes. <laughs> I cannot. I'm a sucker for bad investments. All right, guys. Well, I think this has been another wonderful episode of Roots Research. I just wanted to point out that when I get off this podcast, I'm going to get out of my chair. And I'm going to walk through a motherfucking door. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. <laughs> so I, I'm currently looking out a window right now. So just go fuck your door over there, man. Look, I, have, I see three doors and one window in my room. I think maybe the real answer is why the fuck does major have so many doors closet all right tim fucking release and we'll cue the outro (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening to the roots report by roots research llc everything discussed in this podcast should be considered to be disinterested commentary between hosts this is not financial advice as we are not financial advisors please be sure to share follow us on twitter spotify and join our discord links are in the description below This has been the Roots Report, and stay rooted.